0: I'm here with Bryn Llewellyn, founder of Tagtivate and former school leader. It gives me great pleasure to welcome you, Bryn, to the Teacher Tech Podcast. Thank you so much for your time this evening and welcome.
1: Oh, I'm more than happy to join you, Ian. As I say, it's a, a genuine pleasure to, to converse, to chat especially after having visited your, your wonderful
0: school and uh, the chance to work and play with your children. It was brilliant. It's such an, in, an incredible day. And we're going to kind of lead into that. But I think, first of all, it'd be really interesting for the listeners to, to have a, an insight into your professional background and how you got to Tagtivate in the first place.
1: Yeah, well, I used to be a male in a primary school. And the expectation of a male in a primary school is to become the PE lead, so I ticked that box and then became deputy head teacher in uh, three and a half different schools in Bradford, uh, including the role of acting head teacher. But um, then, after a while, I was just getting a little bit hacked off and disenfranchised by the fact that uh, uh, the expectation was on schools to deliver English and maths and maths and English only. Um, for many children, they they were having a sole diet of English and mathematics. And I thought, okay, if this is the way that we're having to play the system, let's try to devise a a program whereby children learn these subjects using um, physical activity. Um, And I chose tag rugby because I know that tag rugby engages girls as well as boys. And it's that great level playing field. And it just, you know, you talk to people about what's your favorite playground game. Inevitably, it's TIG or TAG depending on which part of the world you live in. But I just thought this is a great way, a great vehicle to get children moving and learning in those core subjects.
0: And I think it's brilliant. I mean, I've seen this firsthand. You've come in and worked with the children in our school. And and clearly that the inspiration behind that was was the fact that you wanted to see, presumably see more physical activity and core subjects there linked together. So how does a typical day work for you then, Bryn, when you come into school?
1: Uh, it depends on the size of the school, the number of classes. Uh, sometimes I'll start the day off with an assembly to uh, set the context in terms of health and well-being and why we do move-and-learn approaches, and then it'll be a case of working with as many of the classes as possible uh, so that the teachers can see the, uh, the responses of their children uh, to move-and-learn approaches. The staff get some um, in-service training built into those sessions and then at the end of the day, we will normally finish off with a, uh, a CPD session for the teachers so we can look at uh, move and learn approaches, not just with the, the tag debate equipment, but uh, resources such as playing cards or Scrabble tiles. Um, and it's just about sharing ideas and sharing research to show that this uh, physical activity approach actually works as well as plays.
0: And, and how have you found that the children have responded to this move and learn approach? Because I would imagine, and certainly for our children included, it's quite a different way of working. And you're so, I have to say, you're so energetic and enthusiastic and you bring the game. You bring your A game to, to every day that you come with and you came with us. And it was just a joy to watch you work and a real pleasure. How do the children respond to the activities themselves? <laughs>
1: I'm just smiling here at your reference to the the a game there and being full of energy after a four-hour drive. Uh, that's it, but maybe the, the smiles, the enjoyment there, because I get such a buzz from it as well. Yeah. Uh, and you feed off the energy of the children completely. Um, I mean. Thinking back to the day that I spent with your children, obviously we worked with the, the older children first, and then your teachers uh, hand-picked six children with whom to work and play and co-deliver the sessions with the younger children, and that was just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, like, you, your six children that were chosen, they were able to play, enjoy, and see what it felt like to play the games, but then to empower them to co-deliver and then give them that added responsibility. And I think by the end of the day, you could see Spike and Lucy and and Ruby and the others. i trying to think of the names here. Was it was it Cam, Cam
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and Zach. And um, Zach, yeah. and, and they were. They were walking tall by the end of it. Um, the approaches, sometimes children don't realise it's a maths lesson until halfway through the end of it. And quite often, it's a case of it will engage even the most reluctant of learner. So working with Leicester City Community Trust earlier on this year, um, at the end of the session with 20, hard to reach year five children, uh, one of the boys, Ethan came up to us afterwards and just said, I used to think I was rubbish at maths, but now I know I'm not. And it was that moment when, you know, the guy from Leicester City Community Trust looked at me, his face was beaming, the kid's face was beaming, and this is what it's about, it's about, you know, making children realize that learning doesn't have to sit down, it doesn't have to involve listening to the teacher and they can be part and parcel of the learning process. And yes, there are different levels of physical activity. It's not about running around getting sweaty all the time, it could be about low levels of physical activity in terms of walking from one place to another, walking and talking with colleagues, walking and talking with peers and then sharing the ideas. So we've got one school in Leeds, uh, Thorner Primary School, working with their their Year 5 teacher. And he just said, the room is yours to roam. And I just thought, this is gorgeous. What a great way of allowing children to walk around the classroom freely rather than sitting down. And speaking to two of the boys, one of the boys hit the nail on the head with uh, the comment, by using this approach, we get to share everybody's idea you sat down with one person next to you you get to share that one person's idea only and it's about collaboration it's about movement it's about collecting information it's about connecting and then creating
0: yeah i mean the, the one thing that i was i was listening to you speak i totally totally agree with you the big thing that comes out of that is collaboration you know, the collaboration, allowing children to work together, learn together, move together, be active together. And, and, and you're watching the children on that day. There's lots of things to pick out from there. I mean, our you're right, our year five children, our leaders who were, were working with you throughout the course of the day. You wouldn't have seen this, obviously, but the day afterwards, they were buzzing absolutely buzzing and we've already spoken to them about carrying this on next year going into the next academic year because they were so confident not just in themselves but also working with with other children as well but also the way in which the children became involved it was incredibly accessible accessible and inclusive you know everybody had that opportunity including the staff you know our our staff, but that was brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, our staff meeting after school. Um, we're as you know, and as you could see, we're all you know quite different in our sporting approach. But the one thing that we've all got, like the children, is that commitment and that desire to join in. Um, oh,
1: definitely. And as I say, it just engages even the most reluctant of learners. And as I say, there's neuroscience involved. The initial research from Leeds Beckett University proves that um, moving and learning approaches have an impact in terms of A, decreasing sedentary time and B, increasing physical activity. But also, you know, it's demonstrating an impact in terms of speed and accuracy in in cognition, uh, in maths attainment especially. Uh, So now it's a case of looking at that initial research and then trying to do something similar. Uh, over a longer period of time, a longitudinal study with a, a large cohort of children uh, and possibly looking at the impact of movement and learning on reading as well as spelling and writing.
0: Indeed. And, and I know uh, certainly for the day you did with us, you the, the focus was on on multiplication, particularly TT Rockstars. <laughs> now, I know you've done an awful lot of work there with Bruno and, and TT Rockstars. Is this something you've done across the country?
1: Uh, you are very much a pioneering school I know I said this before when I walked into the school and you look around the displays and you look at the the wealth of experiences and opportunities that you give your children you are certainly one head teacher who stands out in terms of sticking to his core values um and having the staff on board Mm -hmm. you know when, when you speak to your staff and you say, how long have you been here? It's X, Y, Z years. And we're yeah. talking about big numbers there because they want to be part of the school community. They're committed to it. They want to be part of it. Um, and I think that's testament to yourself. But, yeah, it, it's you, you reference TT Rockstars there. I mean, Bruno used to be a teacher the same as I was. He had an idea and he wanted to take that idea further and further. Uh, And I think TT Rockstars is just drop-dead gorgeous because children can work with it in school, at home with parents and carers. And, you know, it's a brave step step to take an idea and try to bring it into the world of education. I mean, like, with with my own experiences, no experience of business training or business development at all and the number of mistakes that have been made along the way. um, But now it's a case of... By working and playing with Bruno and TT Rockstars and the people from Night Zookeeper, you know there's a great collective of uh, edupreneurs, for want of a better term, uh, who aren't in it for the money. <laughs> they're
0: no, certainly not no, in it for no, the money. They're, they're,
1: they're in it because they believe in uh, their approaches, their ideas, their resources, and they want to play with teachers. They want to work with teachers. They want to create something with teachers. And uh, it's a gorgeous. Um, it's a gorgeous community to be part of. Yeah,
0: it, yeah, it really is. And, and the, also the impact it's had on the children has been quite staggering uh, as, as well. Now, I know also, I mean, in the work that you've done, this, this work that you're doing just isn't in the United Kingdom, is it? You've taken this this move and learn idea and ideology across the world
1: well it's it's starting that way i mean you mentioned bruno and tt rock stars there um they are um fellow 100 award winners so every year uh, a global um organization look at the top k12 education innovations across the world last year there were 2000 nominated and um Bruno and uh, myself were both nominated and successful. So they look at um, the different uh, initiatives, the innovations, and look at them in terms of, um, yes, how innovative are they, but also scalability uh, and whether or not they're backed by research. And um, just the same as TT Rockstars, we managed to get all those three boxes ticked. Um, So we've now got schools on board in uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide. Uh, we've got uh, one in Ireland. We've got one in Northern Ireland. We've got one in France—an international school out there. Um, and the, the the most recent one is over in in Kenya. Uh, we were approached by a, a charity that goes out to um, a village over there. So the Mamusi Foundation—they approached us and said, "Would we be prepared to donate some kit?" And we said, "How? Oh, go on then. This is a chance to play." So um, one of their members came up to watch us um, co-deliver a session up in Harrogate in North Yorkshire and within uh, an hour and a half's training, the teacher, sorry, the volunteer from Mamusi felt confident enough with what she'd seen, uh, gave her copies of the planning. And then she went over there, and um, with her and a team trained the teachers over there in uh, in Kenya. So now we can say that um, you know we have Tactivate being played in Africa. But the more schools that come on board, the best, the better. Uh, whether or not they're in you know in Yorkshire where we're based, in Bath where you're based, yeah. uh, Cumbria, or wherever in the world, the games the games work. Yeah, you know, they you, do. It's movements. It's the same as certain, certain sporting activities. They're, they just transcend borders, don't they? Give a kid yeah. a ball and a kid will know what to do with a ball. Yeah.
0: No, you're absolutely right. That is so, so true. Sport is that is one of those things that brings people together, isn't it? It brings people together. So, I mean, this is this is clearly a a, a such a magical concept that you've you've hit upon. It works so brilliantly in schools and clearly now working across many different areas as well. um, And as well as internationally, I know you've spoken at a TED talk as well about this I follow your Twitter feed very very closely so I know the kind of action that, that that you're kind of seeing um how's this kind of being received I mean what what sort of dialogue what sort of conversations that you can share with me of course have you had with with people like the DFE because you know sport and pe funding is so high on the agenda Brin what 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 are they saying about this this fantastic idea that you're bringing bringing to us um the
1: the DFE go through three Preferred partners, so you've got Sport England, AFPI, which is the Association for PE, and YST, which is Youth Sport Trust. So, when I had meetings with DFE, I was told we love what you do, but we can't endorse what you do. Uh, You have to go through one of these three channels. Um, There are pros and cons with different organizations, such as uh, those three that we've mentioned. Uh, Sport England have been fairly gorgeous. They've got a series of um, active partnerships across the UK. Um, being based in Yorkshire, we've been working closely with the uh, Yorkshire Sport Foundation and North Yorkshire Sport Foundation, and they've certainly helped, um, helped introduce us to schools. Um, but it's still worrying. Um, yes, schools have got a vast amount of money coming in. Yeah. For PE in school sport, hmm. but uh, you'll be like amazed sometimes at how some schools are using that funding, and it might be to um, subsidise a member of staff in terms of if we don't pay Mrs X, okay, she loses a job. We'll use the PE funding to pay for that person, hmm. and then you ask the question: Is that person really upskilling the staff? I don't think the the organisations DFE have given enough guidance on terms of how their money should be spent Mm. and how the money
0: should be documented. Yeah. I completely agree actually and as a head teacher um you know obviously who who has a, a quite a pretty big say in the budget I mm-hmm. think you're right I don't think there's enough guidance there. Um as mm-hmm. with so many things of course Bryn there I don't think there's enough yeah. guidance there on on how to spend it and spend it effectively and we we've spent it mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things obviously we spent it on was was to bring yourself in and I I consider that to be such a a, a brilliant way to to spend some some PE funding and have such a wonderful impact on the children and give them that really broad curriculum and that breadth of experience. But you're right. I think uh, I think for some schools who are less maybe um, exploratory in their use of, of PE and sport funding, I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. Of course, and the, it,
1: these days of um, budget constraints, you know, they, I, I still get um, emails from head teachers saying we love what you're doing, we absolutely love what you're doing, but we've got no money whatsoever. And then you look at it and you're there thinking, you know, there are schools. Up and down the country, who are having to let go of teachers, teaching assistants, and learning platforms, uh, and many head teachers are so um, they're, they're struggling in terms of not just money but time to yeah. see what's actually out there. Yeah. As I say, you're, you're one of these brave head teachers, Ian, who you know looks around on social media and will go to the bet show and and won't buy the glossy stuff not necessarily it's no. a case of what will work with my children yeah. what will engage my children what will my staff enjoy mm. playing and working with and it, yeah
0: it is having which that of these, yeah it is have, sorry to interrupt no it's having your school in the back of your mind you know mm. it's having your school is having your children is having your community in the back of your mind all the time and i knew once i discovered you you know, and the concept of tag I knew straight away that that was something that Westwood, would primary school, would, would love. And I was right, you know, and, and, and actually that was a real joy for me to watch you working with the children and then having the children give me that feedback afterwards. We've talked mostly actually about maths, but of course it's, you don't just work with maths and, and move and learn, do you? I mean, you, you work with English as well. I mean, tell us a little bit about that, Bryn.
1: Yeah, the, the the maths came came really quickly, um, and then I thought, hang on a minute. So we've got tag to eight, tag rugby meets Scrabble, tag rugby meets Countdown. But then I've realised that it's not a case of tag rugby meets Scrabble. It's something more than that, because well, I better explain this to the, the listeners in terms of the the maths kit comes uh, the tags of which there are 360 or thereabouts. You've got the red tags, which are the even numbers. The yellow tags that are the odd numbers, and the blue tags are all the operations, including brackets, more than, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The word version, uh, we've got three colours again. One colour is designated to vowels, ones to consonants, and ones to the digraphs and trigraphs, all your chus and thus and oos, etc. And it's um, a case of the games for English have probably most of them have come from the children and the teachers. You know, they're they're teachers who brought in the maths programme and then they've looked at the starter pack for English. And then lo and behold, you've got teachers and children creating games that help develop phonic awareness and spelling patterns. Um, And then there are are bonkers moments in terms of, you know, five children running around or moving around or travelling around and then they they have to create words using the, the letters that they've got. So working with a school up in Teesside, and these five children started bouncing up and down, going, we've made Jamie Farr, we've made Jamie Farr. And I'm going, who's Jamie Farr? You know, I've only been working with these children for 30 minutes, and I assume Jamie Farr is one of the kids in the class. No. And the teacher just came in, because when I do the sessions, I tend to co-deliver the sessions with the teachers. And the teacher was just absolutely gorgeous. She got down at the children's eye level and just said, "Gone. who is Jamie Farr? What does he look like? What's he wearing? What sort of person is he? How does he talk? And the children got the mini whiteboards out. And lo and behold, yeah. they had a great character description of Jamie Farr. Yeah. Now, we might have had that in the classroom. Let's create a character and write about it. But because it had been sparked in physical activity and movement, I think that just brought something special into it.
0: Very much so. I mean, what a great lesson starter, but also something which came, you know, almost completely by, by accident. But then mm-hmm. the professionals had the wherewithal with yourself to then take it and run with it. And some of the best learning experiences, aren't they, are are just come from there, you know, and that's and that's that for you must be incredibly gratifying.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's great when you can like introduce a session And you can stand back and watch learning take place. So even during a a warm-up activity, you've got the children, um, say, for example, the numbers are scattered on the floor, and you get the children to hop over the odd numbers, jump over the red and say something about those numbers. And then you're doing assessment for learning opportunities all the time there and thinking, whoa, I didn't know he knew that, or whoa, I didn't know she didn't really fully grasp that element of mathematics. And... You know, sometimes I'll give you a a great example of um, working with earlier's foundation stage. You know, the tags are scattered on the floor, zero to ten. And I say, can you pick up, you know, pick up a tag and take it for a walk? Thinking the children are going to pick it up and walk with it. But no, earlier's foundation stage, take it for a walk like a dog. And I'm looking at EYFS teaching on and this is bonkers, but let's build on this. So the children are walking these tags on the floor and they're just talking to each other about their dogs, their tags, their numbers. You know, my number's the same colour as your number. My number's bigger than your number. My number's older than your number. And it's just, you know, that it grows and grows. And yeah, you're right. It's what, it is the best job in the world sometimes despite the driving
0: <laughs> yeah. and i i do know that you, that you cover a lot of miles but of course the other thing about this is you know you've you've delivered this fantastic day but then of course all of these ideas are in the planning aren't they that, that form part of that pack
1: yeah you know um, the, 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 you know the some teachers need a little bit of handholding mm. some teachers need a lot of handholding and to me, uh, you know, there there are great resources out there, and quite often the resources end up in the PE storeroom or a different cupboard, and they're just not used. Whereas the Tagivate program, it's all about empowering the teachers so that they feel confident, they feel competent to deliver physically active learning approaches on their own. And Tagivate is very much my baby—not um, so much a baby now as a toddler. With its uh, teething problems and tantrums occasionally. So rather than just TagTivate on its own, TagTivate now sits within an umbrella called Move and Learn. So Move and Learn is a, a community interest company um, headed up by myself as co director with uh, Rich, who is a lead primary PE teacher in North Yorkshire, and uh, Ian Holmes, uh, a head teacher from Leeds. So the three of us are co directors and uh, we're trying to run schools in ian's and richard's cases and run a business to activate, while also trying to develop move and learn to as i say to to help teachers connect with researchers um and look at work, what's working across the world so we we've been attending conferences left right and center uh, the most recent one was at leeds beckett university we had um presenters there from uh, from texas from norway Uh, from the Basque country and you know there is there is a growing movement out there sometimes you do think you know what am I doing what am I doing should I go back to becoming a teacher back to becoming a school leader and you do question yourself but when you surround yourself with great people and you realize that these great people are doing awesome things across the world facing the same barriers facing the same difficulties it's it's reassuring to know that um there are more people out there looking at alternative ways of delivering
0: those core subjects, which which is just brilliant. And actually, you know, then it really does engage those children and it and it takes those core subjects to, to a whole new level, doesn't it? And I mean, so. You know, thinking of of your of your move and learn. Where is that? What is your future goal? What's your your future aim? As as a, and there's a question, isn't it? Uh, you know, um, how how long is a piece of string? But what's your sort of your immediate steps, if you like? Where do you want to take this fantastic concept?
1: I, th- I think the first step is to try to create a, a move and learn champion or a move and learn team of champions in each school. So. Most schools will have a, a maths lead, an English lead. Maybe we need to start investing time and money and resources into having a, a move and learn lead, a physically active learning lead. And then again, would that sit on its own or would it be under a bigger umbrella in terms of a a, a champion fee for, for, for well-being? Because that well-being, you know, it's, it's a for at the forefront at the moment yeah. in terms of physical well-being and emotional well-being and we know ourselves you know if if you go for a, a jog or a bike ride or, or whatever you know the the endorphins come into play the feel-good factor comes in and even if it's just like walking through the woods you know and it's it doesn't have to be full-on sweatiness it can just be literally going for a walk absorbing some nature and just um connecting connecting with the yeah. connecting with you sounds a bit hippyish i know no, but it all. works
0: yeah it does and actually it it's it makes such a difference and you know you you're right i i was out on my bike yesterday which i don't get the chance to do very often but it does it really makes such a difference and you can see it in the children and the young people yeah. even in the adults you know at our staff meeting we, we all came away feeling just that little bit better, just that little bit more excited, just that little bit more engaged, you know, after a hard a hard day in school or actually as it happened, it was a really lovely day in school. Um, but but but, you know, but that's the thing about our job, isn't it? The thing about our job as well it's a job that we all love. And it's the job that we we like to, particularly when somebody like yourself comes in and works with us. No, you're absolutely right. It does make such a difference to our well-being. And as you say, well-being so high on the agenda for all of us at the moment and that balance as well. So I think having a, you know, a move and learn champion, I think is a really positive thing to aim for. I really do. Let's see
1: if, you know, if the PE and sport premium funding uh, is increased, if it's extended past the current uh, uh, time remit, um, but it would be great, you know, if we had somebody, I mean like the DFE, they've um, they've admitted that they're not very good at going to Treasury and asking for money, and then we've got the whole political shenanigans of Brexit, etc, etc. You know, these, these are scary times on many levels, and I do think that people need to realise that schools do incredibly amazing things. But they need to have that, uh, yes, they need to have the funding to pursue, but they also need not necessarily permission, but they need encouragement to look at yeah. alternative ways of learning. Hmm. You know, it would be great if, you know, DFE would say, right, okay. I mean, we do have it in a little bit. You know, the, the new Ofsted framework, you look at that and you think, oh, no, man, I think we might have a little bit more yeah. scope to play and explore and right? bring that creative element back and try to um you know teaching subjects in boxes just doesn't work no. you know children need to see the connections between the different subjects they need to see the the connections between you know their day-to-day lives in terms of what happens locally to what happens globally and i think you know you, you look at the the um extinction rebellion movement and uh, and and what's going on about the, the, the climate change activists. There's there's more conversations now than ever before, and it's about taking that pupil voice into pupil action. I know I'm going on a amazing run here, but I think yeah. it is something that I, you know, this is why I got into teaching. I, I was uh, studying environmental studies at university, um, and the dissertation that I wrote was uh, environmental education. And it was using the environment to to teach about the environment, through the environment, but ultimately for the environment. And I think that's maybe why I, I've come into doing the tag 2 stuff and the Move and Learn, because I see the bigger picture. And it's not about English. It's not about maths. Yes, they're important, but... So are so many other things.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, it's, this is so true. And actually having having worked with you for that day and seeing the responses of the children and, you know, the fun that they had, you know, it is good to explore different ways of learning. It is important to explore different ways of learning to give children those many different opportunities that, that they can possibly have. So that as they go through their primary school or even secondary school experience, you know, everybody's got a different hook on which they hang their learning. Everybody's got a different hook on which they they hang and their, their, their progress and attainment. And actually, if we can do it in a slightly different way, sometimes more the better, which is why, you know, you're right. I am always on the lookout for something different. You mentioned the bet show. Actually, it's interesting. You're right. When I go to the bet show, I don't go for the big glossies. I go for the I go around the edge i always Uh, go around the side because actually you you can see some incredible things if you kind of just go slightly off the beaten track and you look for something a little bit different um and and it can be often be just such pure gold so so Bryn, if people if if listeners if educators if professionals want to bring your good self into their school for this kind of experience where should they go and what should they look at um
1: there's the website um tagtivate.com, and I'd better spell out tagtivate for you. I sometimes think I should have thought of a different word, a different name for the company, but tagtivate is T-A-G-T-I-V, number eight, dot com. Speaking to one of your children, uh, they asked me, why was it called tagtivate? And I said, well, can you have a guess? And they got the tag part, they got the tiv part, as in the active part. Yeah. They couldn't get the eight part, and then when I told them it was uh, an eight on its side is infinity, And I just said, there's an infinite way of using the games. Then they got it. So yeah, tagtivate.com on social media, tagtivate. We're there on Facebook. I do think that Twitter is the best format in terms of seeing who's out there, learning from each other. And I notice you've got the the radio station there. And I recognize the the, the input there from Russell. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it is. (laughs) This is
0: one of his mic shields. You're absolutely right. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and actually, and I mean, people out there doing great things. Yeah. There are there are so many great people out there. I mean, the other day I was talking to to Al Kingsley. Al Kingsley came in oh. of net support. He came into school the other day and, and had a look around, and we had had a, a chat in the studio. But you're right. I mean, using this kind of thing, this whole different medium again, radio, a different way of working, a different medium for sharing a message. You know, and it's being able to have those, yeah. those conversations, those really good quality conversations which can then be shared with so many different people literally across the globe. And I think that, like you say, is incredibly powerful, particularly through social media like Twitter, where it's just so easy to, to spread a good message. Definitely. And,
1: and so as I say, the, you know, the, the links between ed tech communities and what I'm doing, sometimes it's not straightforward. You know, there's a lot of people out there sharing stuff online, with online resources, with online platforms. tag is a physical resource. Um, the e-part of it comes through the training. Uh, the e-part of it comes through the planning. Um, the documents, the planning documents are all created on Google Docs. And as I said before... It's the teachers and the children who come up with the best games and best ideas. And on the planning documents, once you get your teeth into them, you realise that most of them are all co-credited with different schools, different teachers, different children up and
0: down the country. And, and did-
1: hopefully... Hopefully, your school will be creating their own content sometime soon.
0: Well, I really do hope so. I mean, certainly, we've had the, the most brilliant start uh, and the most brilliant initiation and experience of of Tagivate, and I'm really excited to get back in September and and to continue the journey. and And I can only thank you enough because you know, coming in with your enthusiasm, with your energy, um, it was really something which set the day alight for us. And it had we had such a, an incredible experience. And I would urge all of our listeners, to get involved and to get in touch with Bryn and to bring him in, because the whole idea of, of using PE and, and core subjects is just genius. And and Bryn, I wanted to thank you not only for the day, but also for the concept and for your input, but also for your time. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you this evening.
1: Likewise, Ian. Thanks ever so much for sharing your school, your teachers, your children with me. Um, as I say, it was a long journey back, but there was so much to reflect upon and smile about. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Brent.